Welcome to the 6 Minute Abs podcast. My name is Abby, aka 6 Minute Abs, and I will be your host along this fitness and wellness journey. Join me as I share the ups and downs of my personal wellness ride and shed light on some exciting, adventurous, and at times outrageous health topics. The show does not intend to offer any medical advice. I only aim to provide entertainment and to inform. You should always consult a registered doctor before beginning any treatment or on any topic that concerns your physical and mental health and well-being. Furthermore, you will not achieve a full set of abs in six minutes. Believe me, I've tried. Hey everybody, it's me, Six Minute Abs, and I'm back again this week with a hooptastic guest, and her name is Cheryl the Hoop Lady. Woohoo! So, Cheryl, could you just say hi to everybody for me? Woohoo! Hi, everybody. This is Cheryl the Hoop Lady, Princess Hoopy, <laughs> and I'm here with Abs, and we're going to chat about how her abs are going to get so much more defined. Yes, guys, like really, because so I've recently taken. Um, taken up a PhD study, not me, I'm not doing a PhD, but I've agreed to be a part of a PhD study, which involves hula hoops. And I am so excited about this. And Cheryl is going to chat to us about this study and also about the benefits of, of um, using a hula hoop in your everyday life. So Cheryl, without any further ado, what actually got you into hooping in the first place? Abs, it was um, pain, absolute and utter excruciating pain I had reached a point where my body was giving up and I had lost mobility in my right shoulder um, and yeah it was it was really really sore and the, the physio said to me that the only way that I could rectify this long term was to strengthen my core and the idea of having to go to gym was pretty horrifying for me because it wasn't something I'd ever done um, I hadn't really been in touch with my physicality up until that point. And so um, my daughter, who was 12 at the time, had come home with hula hoops and they were really big. That was the thing I noticed. They weren't like ones that I'd seen before. Okay. And that was where I became very curious as to whether or not this could help and be the answer to getting out of pain. Okay. All right, so you decided to take on your daughter's hula hoops and go from there. Well, it wasn't even a case of taking them on. Uh, she was working with a coach, and this coach had broken her back in a car accident. Wow. And what was so interesting was that she had spent three years in a corset, a back corset. She actually showed it to me. It was a solid plastic shaped to her body to hold her back straight. Okay. And... After she had come out of the back brace, she had started hula hooping and to the point where she had hooped her back better because they, they had wanted to do surgery. And by the time she actually went back to the doctor, because it was a, a claim through the road accident fund, it was a couple of years later. And the doctor said he cannot believe the person sitting in front of him is the same person whose x-rays those were. And that was purely hooping. So I was converted just based on the fact that she had transformed her wellness um, without having to have surgery. And that for me was like, okay, I have hope. There is something I can do about it. Wow, that's actually mind-blowing. Just, you know, something as simple as a circle 
could have helped someone so dramatically? I, di I didn't believe it. <laughs> I was seeing it um, where I was and the level of pain I was in and the, the I just couldn't see. I really couldn't see how the circle was going to make a difference. But I was prepared to give it my all. That was my decision was that I was in until I died. Because what I didn't tell you, Abs, is that the hoop was not very cooperative with me. Okay. Um, I had never hooped as a kid. And yeah. the hoop just kept falling down. Okay. <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. <laughs> yeah. So, so it looks really, really easy. But the stupid thing was just not cooperating. And so I really wanted to give up. But at the same time, I wanted to be well. And so the pain really was my best friend through that process because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. So I started just playing with the hoop, playing with the hoop, playing with the hoop. And, and, and the coach said to me, because she was also, you know, she'd never met anybody who was that disconnected from their body that they couldn't make the hoop stay up. And I'm grateful for that because I learned how to be connected, but I also was able to explain it to other people. Okay. And so now what took me 16 weeks, I can explain in five minutes. Yes, and guys, I am living proof of that because I also, as a child, could never, ever, ever, ever hula hoop. Cheryl was with me for five minutes. Bish, bash, bosh, I had it down. It's amazing. <laughs> so Thanks, Cheryl. Abs. That, that, is, that is the truth. Hey? Like it's, it's five minutes for anybody, and it's because it took me so long to learn and because it has helped me so much that I really am excited every day just in case somebody wants to jump into the circle. Yeah, definitely. So how did you actually make that transition from making hula hooping just a pastime to in, into a full-blown business? Um, as like for me, the hoop has been a miracle. Um, it arrived in my life at a point where my body wasn't just in pain, but everything in my life had kind of hit the wall. And I was grateful because in having hit the wall, I decided this was an opportunity for me to start with a blank canvas. And so I kind of zoomed out and I looked at a perspective of saying, all right, so whatever it is that I'm going to be doing for money now going forward in this new version of myself, I want it to be something that actually serves my well-being. So it can't just be about getting money. To, to live it had to be I had to now embrace a purpose within myself okay and when I started when the hoop came and and I was literally like praying and saying please I need a miracle and this hoop came to me with no cooperation at all but also with a very distinct vision of having the hoops in the hands of kids throughout Africa and I was like, holy guacamole, this has to be a joke because I, I, I'm really, that's not my thing. You know, I don't really want to be with, you know, kids and I, and, and I just want to hula hoop. Like, I, I don't know. And yet this vision and this feeling and this message was so clear that I really couldn't argue with it. And so I decided to use it as the hoop spinning itself to wherever it needed to be. And I would be the person to take it there. So I've, I've allowed the process of the hoop to unfold 
um, just allowing it to show me where the difficulties are. And the first thing that was difficult was the fact that you cannot go and buy a large adult hula hoop. Definitely, yeah. You can't find those in the in the retail stores. No. And so for me to be able to hoop, I needed to be able to make a hoop. And to be able to share the hoop, I needed to be able to duplicate that. And that was the first challenge is that it doesn't exist. You, you can't go buy it. In South Africa, it's not a thing. And so then I, I embarked on a journey of, of finding the material and and being able to make hula hoops, you know, make big hula hoops that that weren't black irrigation pipe, yeah. you know, that you buy at the hardware. I wanted colorful pipe that could stand alone, that didn't need tape. And I wanted to link it to what I was experiencing in my own personal transformation um, of, of developing a stronger core physically. And the more I developed a stronger core, the more flexibility I had. And the thing is that my background is in psychology and coaching and, and teaching. And so I work as, uh, you know, in the, in the corporate space, I was working as a change manager. Now, most people don't really know what change management even is. Yeah. And um, I was going, okay, well, my job involves helping people accept change in their day-to-day -day jobs. So let's say you work in a company and they're going to implement a new IT system, it's going to involve you changing the way you do things, then they get someone like me to come into the company and to prepare you, like to be able to use the new system confidently, not based on the knowledge of the system, but based on the knowledge of your change ability, that you as a person and as an adult, as an expert, are still able to learn new things. So that was my day job that... I had taken on and the hoop was happening simultaneously, although they wouldn't allow me to use the hoop as a tool in getting people ready for change. So that was quite interesting. And so that was where I realized that I actually didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to do change for people where I wasn't allowed to play because if you don't play, you don't unlearn. And if you don't unlearn, then you're not ready to receive anything new. Okay. All right, that's and that brilliant. was the evolution. Yeah, so the hoop has has evolved in kind of multiple layers, touching in different areas, and and all of them are part of the giant circle. If you think about yourself as an individual, you are not made up only of what you do for work. You are not made up only of your relationship. You are not made up only of your body. You know, there are so many different parts of us that need to be well and balanced for us to be in our joy. Yeah, no, completely and utterly. I completely agree with that. So with, with that being in mind, what have you found to be the benefits of hooping physically? Well, the physical thing about hooping is that you have to actually stand up and do it, first yeah. of all. Or, um, and you, you are engaging your core every time you hoop yes so it is as basic as just connecting to your core through your breathing at the same time you have a hoop massaging around your body so it's stimulating your blood flow it's stimulating the oxygen to your brain it's stimulating your creativity and then that adds up into all kinds of other positive benefits because it's giving you dopamine hits, which is then elevating your serotonin levels. 
Yeah. And you do get something called a hoopy high, and it really is a real thing. Okay. If you hoop at night, before you go to sleep, you won't sleep. Okay. Hectic. It's like a charger. It will charge you. Yes. Some people use it to de like de-stress. So before they lie down, they have to hoop for a minute just to literally let go of any anxiety or anxiousness that they're holding in their body. Yeah. The physical benefits are, I mean, we don't have enough time on this podcast. Your, your, <laughs> your listeners will be falling asleep if I had to keep on going on and on and on. But it really has multiple, multiple benefits. The best one is that you are toning your body while you're losing your centimeters and feeling good and laughing and having fun. Yes, it's all about having fun, right? Oh, my goodness. Yes. But Cheryl, so now I've got a question. Okay, this wasn't on my list for you. Sorry. But <laughs> so I'm my hoop, I, anything. <laughs> I love that. But my hoop, okay, guys, I've got the beginner's deluxe hoop. It's a super big one. And this thing has been kicking my ass. So Cheryl did promise me I would get hoop hickeys on my sides. And I do. So I've got little bruises down my side from my hula hoop. So Cheryl, will my body reach a point eventually where it's just like, okay, cool. We don't get bruises anymore from our hula hoop. Abs, it depends on what part of your body you're going to hoop next. Okay. So each part of your body can have the hoop as part of its uh, de-stress, detox, uh, stimulating your muscles. I mean, I do it for my wings, okay? So I hoop on my elbows and my forearms. And okay. I, yeah, and so that part of your body, when you start hooping, will get bruises. So last night, I started teaching myself a new um, move with the hoop. And so every time you start a new move, you're introducing new muscles. You're introducing different parts of your body that may not have been in contact with the hoop before. Yeah. So it will, on your around your waist, it will stop. Uh, the bruises would go away and your body will know that it can hoop there. And every time you introduce new areas, you know, they get a fright because okay. they've never been touched like this before. It's, a, it's like a proper massage, as you can, as you can uh, explain, because it, it really does stimulate the blood flow through your body. Yes, definitely. Okay, so we've touched on the physical aspects of the hoop and the benefits that come from hula hooping. But can you tell me a little bit more about the mental benefits that one would get from being a hooper? Abs, I'd, I'd, I'd refer back to the hoopy high. That is the biggest um, mental aspect of the hoop is that you just literally feel better. I double dare you to hoop with a straight face. I double, yes. triple dare you and, and <laughs> film it at the same time because you cannot not smile or laugh. And so in doing that, in terms of mental wellness, just the ability to connect to your joy, that has been the biggest gift of the hoop to me and coming from a space where I was recreating myself. And so when I met the hoop, I wasn't hoopy at all. I was quite sad, actually. And my journey with the hoop had allowed me to elevate and to stay in a higher sense of well-being. And so that was the, again, it's core, it's breathing. It's, you can't not pay attention when you're hooping because if you just look away, the hoop's going to hit you. And it's yeah. not, it totally has no eyes. And so it's, it's one size fits all. It hits you wherever it lands and it's sore. 
So you start being attentive to being present. And when you're present, you're allowing things that you're not stealing worry from your future or having regret for things in your past. You're just there with the hoop and don't want to get hit. Yes, definitely 100%. Because guys, that thing swinging at you, when it makes contact, it can be very painful. (laughs) (laughs) Pain is our greatest teacher, Abs. That is definitely one of the lessons change being in the change space has taught me. Are you tired of looking like a frump when heading off to the gym? Are you stopping traffic with your outfit on your morning jog for all the wrong reasons? If you, like me, are tired of recycling your old promo t-shirts as gym wear, you need to take a look at Athleisure HQ range. These guys stock everything your gym bunny heart could want or desire. From fantastic leggings, which literally feel like a second skin, and trust me, they really, really do, to amazing gym wear for him, you can find it all here. For all you South Africans out there, isn't it great to know that these products are locally manufactured in Cape Town? But if you're an overseas listener, don't stress, they can organize international shipping just for you. All the designs at Athleisure HQ are nature-inspired, leaving you feeling absolutely zen in your gear. I just picked up the Blossom Cropsy set, and my gosh, is it stunning. None of the garments have exposed elastic, which would leave your skin feeling irritated. In the same right, you won't have to worry about any irritating labels. All the usual label info is incorporated in the fabric. Furthermore, you can wash, wear, and live in your garments without ever having to worry about them. You don't have to worry about them fading, and you don't have to worry about them becoming washed out and dull. Go on, spoil yourself with these amazing products and get 10% off while doing so. Yep, you heard right. I managed to rustle up a code for all of my listeners to help you get the gear that's perfect for you. When you check out, use my code ABBY-A9F5KQ6G. That's ABBY-A9F5KQ6G. Once that's in, you're basically all set. So now go on, get, go. Go spoil yourself and look amazing in the process. Okay. Yeah, I know. That is definitely true. I love that. So talking about the teaching space, can you tell me a little bit more about the PhD study that um, I'm going to be taking part of and what the aim of the study actually is? Thank you. That is a very, very good question, Abs. Um, so because the journey I've been on thus far is a seven-year journey, and I was becoming the result, I was a product of my product, being the hoop and the, the, the insistence on playing with the hoop as, as opposed to having a, a strict routine of working out. Um, I decided that I would just play with it because I'm very good at being inconsistent. So it was about being consistently inconsistent, but I kept on playing. Now, when I saw the results and I experienced the results, bearing in mind I was working in a very um, kind of highly regarded area of consulting, which is change management. And then I'm coming in and wanting to disrupt change managers and say, guys, we can help people Because change management in companies 
is, is, is a very difficult subject because people take time to change. And so you want them to use the new system effectively and not impact negatively on business. And so that is really the work of change management. Now, if you do any kind of like Google search, it will say change management fails again. And it oh, keeps wow. on failing. And I'm saying that now, guys, this is really about the change management is flipping brilliant. Like it is such an awesome thing to apply to yourself, never mind in a business environment. So why doesn't it work? And the yeah. reason it doesn't work is because people are at different stages of readiness when it comes to change. Because you as a person are not coming to work as only a worker. You're coming to work as a wife, as a mother, you know, there's a whole lot of other roles that you play that are impacting in your life in a different way. And so yeah. maybe you are, are, are change fatigued. You've just moved house, you know, maybe you, you've just changed jobs. Um, you've had to change the school, school process. There's so much change going on and you, you actually change fatigued and now you've got to go to work and now you've got to be all in a good mood and have a good attitude about other change. Yes. So when you have been prepared for it in the readiness to accept change, because the one thing that I absolutely love about my job is that I never have to change what I say. And I never have to change what I say because change doesn't change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I actually got bored of myself at one point because I was like, can't I say something else? But change keeps doing the same thing. It keeps changing. All right. Yeah. So our superpower needs to be in our mental ability to accept change. Okay. Because if we can accept that it is what it is, we can deal with it. Yeah. Okay. Now, change readiness as a subject doesn't exist. It exists as an assessment in order to start change management. But I'm saying if we can reverse a little bit more, first get people ready to be ready. Okay. When they can accept that they are actually quite skilled because we are really all experts, Abs. I mean, right. to get to where you are in life, you've had to change a lot of things, haven't you? Okay, yes, that's very, very true. I mean, are you in the set, you know, are, 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 do, you go, do you go to work dressed in the same clothes you slept in? Definitely not. So you wake up in the morning and guess what? You change. Okay. But do you celebrate it? No. Because we don't recognize how skilled we are. Okay. I see. So I hear when you. you have that ability to see change happening differently, not based on the level of the change and the circumstances, but based on your change ability okay and the hoop is going to teach you that okay all right and so we needed to be able to talk academically to the fact that if people have an opportunity to get ready for the change they will be able to optimize business um, in, uh, objectives more effectively by their own abilities versus the company's requirements. Okay. And so that is actually the topic of the PhD is to really go 
dive deep into people's ability to see themselves differently. And how we do it is we work with something called neuroplasticity. Okay. And neuroplasticity just is a word for developing new brain pathways. Awesome. Okay. And developing new brain pathways is actually not really difficult. It just requires repetition over duration. Yeah. Okay. So you need to have a minimum of 90 days repetition. You need to have something that is novel. And that's where the fun aspect actually is the key. And it also needs to be challenging. And if you have those three criteria, you will be able to develop new brain pathways. Oh, wow. Okay. And so that is the backbone of the program that we actually are doing the research on is we are allowing you to engage in your own development of new brain pathways. Okay, because the hoop ticks all of those boxes, you know, the fun part, the repetition parts, everything. Correct. Okay, wow. And so we support the process over 90 days by checking in once a week, okay, and learning a new hoop trick. Cool. And so your novelty aspect is there, your challenge aspect is there, as you've experienced, how many days have you been hooping now? I think this is the fifth day, isn't it? Did I see you on Monday? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So five days in, guys, five days. <laughs> and how, how are you feeling in terms of the actual ability that you have to hold the hoop up now, whereas on Monday it was still a little bit clumsy? I'm actually, I'm amazed absolutely amazed it's you know now it's um for me personally like it's become such an enjoyable thing because i do it first thing in the morning on my balcony and then i just like you know I, it's me time and i never thought i'd get that from a hula hoop so can you see that without you being the center of your own circle nothing else can change yeah and by doing that for yourself every day over the next 90 days you will have a different version of yourself yeah it's amazing it's absolutely amazing and so our program is actually helping you help yourself okay. to be the best version of you it's not it's not prescriptive yes. okay so there's only very simple things that are easy to commit to and then it's about how you have arguments with your own lim you, you argue for your limitations that's the thing and it's just between you and yourself because the hoop is there to work with you. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's so important. All of that kind of self-improvement thing. I feel like we live in the age where it's, you know, it's inexcusable to not try and improve or better yourself nowadays. You know, we've got the means, we've got the resources. It's no longer a stigma. So this is just incredible. It's another way to better yourself. Abs, it is a way that you can add a sparkle to your own day. Yes, no, definitely. So Cheryl, moving on to um, the next section over here. Um, why do you think it's so important for us as humans to find fun in everyday life? So essentially, why is it important for us to play as adults? That is also a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant question. Thank um, you. I'm so <laughs> glad you asked me that because I've realized in this past week of having to explain um, the concept to serious people in business. And I say serious people in business because I believe business doesn't need to be about serious people. I believe that business needs to have results, but that the people can have fun while they're getting the results. Yeah. 
And as I've designed this program and, and I've had to research how come hooping has been so powerful for me as my own case study of one, I recognize the power of play as a way of unlearning limiting behavior. Yeah. And just that aspect of, of watching kids and how they learn, they don't have to refer to a book. Okay, yeah. Experiential. And so play is a, a much less threatening way of recognizing yourself as a beginner, even though you may well be an expert. So that's the challenge as an adult is not to become rigid in your opinion of yourself because it's flexible and you can change. And if you are prepared to play, you will recognize that aspect of yourself and, and maintain childlike curiosity. So if you, if you listen to any of the gurus that speak on, on um, things like vulnerability and, and being able to grow as an adult and to be able to heal past trauma, a lot of that has to do with your ability to laugh. And, and laughter is the best medicine. And so by playing, you're stimulating laughter. So it's all very kind of um, intentional but it's fun. And so for me, I've made play my work. And so I play very seriously because I take my work very seriously. Yeah. Okay. And now I just, I need to weigh in here quickly. This is so important, like the aspects of play. I didn't realize like how, how much it was missing in my life until my husband got home on Monday afternoon and he picked up the hoop and together we just, yes, we cracked up at each other because we just... <laughs> We look so terrible, <laughs> both of us. But in that moment, you know, it was amazing to just laugh with each other. We hadn't actually laughed like that proper guttural laugh for for ages. And it was actually a really humbling experience, you know, to get that out of something as novel as a child's toy. So I, I second that. I said that I get to laugh delightedly every day. I wake up with the expectation of, of meeting new friends because of the hoop. So okay. I, I really do know that, you know, that, that was my calibration point at one stage was to say, you know, it's not about how much money you have in your bank account. What it is about is how many people smile back and what that meant for me was that I had to give out smiles because I have so many of them and see how many I got returned. And, and now it makes it so easy because I just give people, I ask, would you like to try a really unusual exercise tool? And if they say yes, I, I have a travel hoop that I, I clip up in my boot all the time and I just put the hoop on and we, have, we smile and laugh and I get to have that interaction every day. So that is the power of play and the power of laughter and the power of just recognizing that we do have the here and now. Yes. Okay. No, that's amazing. So what would you say, Cheryl, to someone who thinks that they can't hula hoop? So that's a nice one because I'm going to say whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you are 100% correct. Okay. So that's the thing about the hoop and, and, and the journey that I went on for myself because Abs, at the beginning of this, I really was a, a queen of I can't. And I, I say that respectfully because I'd had previous years of, of failure. And so I, I had kind of constructed this visual of myself 
being somebody who couldn't do things in a certain way because my you know my ankle was reconstructed and so my knee would be taking extra strain and I had a whole list of reasons why hooping probably wasn't the the, the solution to all my problems, but that it could help my shoulder possibly and the pain that I was in. And then through the journey of the hoop, I realized that it was actually holistic. It was everything. Yeah. So the biggest thing is, are you prepared to pick it up and look silly if it doesn't work? Okay. That's my question, because that's going to be the difference between I can't and I can't yet. Okay. And then I can't yet to I can. So you yes. can take those three steps, but you have to make the decision to. Okay. And, and I, I really couldn't yet for a long time. And now I can. Okay. And, and all the learning that has come through that, because if you, you believe you can't in one area of your life, it also spins out into other things. Yeah. And when you suddenly get the, the memo that you actually can hoop, like you properly can hoop, and it's not easy, and it's maybe not comfortable, and maybe you feel funny, but you're actually making the thing stay up. Yeah. You can realize there are, other, there are other things in your life that you can take on that might be the same initially, but that if you're prepared to just persist, you will get them to I can. Yes, yeah, because I feel like a lot of people don't actually start because of fear of failure already. So already they've written off their, their chances. Abs, my son gave me such a nice description of the word fail first attempt in learning you know cool. if a baby falls over when it's learning to walk are you going to make it lie on the floor and say okay no that is absolutely atrocious that was terrible you just <laughs> lie there don't dare get up again and make a fool of me because you can't walk yet now you just roll the rest of your life sorry <laughs> just roll everywhere and don't embarrass me again when you get yeah. up you walk done that way okay we are this this is the way we do things you don't do that and we never you know, it's, it's humbling and you, you can speak to this as where you are now a grown up, but you're a beginner because you're a beginner in the circle. Yeah. And so that's the point is that it's okay to be a beginner at any point because mm. an expert is just a beginner who practiced often. Yeah. Everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I look like I'm like, like born with a hoop and I, I really, my, I mean, I, I looked like I was having a, 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 another level of physical attack on my body when I used to hoop. My daughter used to actually ask me, please, not to do it in, in front of other people. That it was disturbing. <laughs> Shame. Okay. Do you know when, when kids are going into teenagehood, that was one of the things she said, Mom, you look really bad. And now, I mean, I, I don't even feel like I move sometimes because I've just made such a good relationship with the hoop, but it's just came from dropping it a lot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my tip actually, guys, for everybody, I've also got a tip as a five-day hooper. <laughs> if you think you can't, go the other way. Because this is something that Cheryl taught me. Because when I was little, I could never freaking hula hoop. I couldn't. All of my friends could and everyone looked so cool. And I just looked like the dunce that kept dropping the hoop. But the thing is, so I'm right-handed, naturally. But my dominant side in my body is my left side, which is really weird. And a lot of people don't think, okay, cool, my body is ambidextrous. So... If you can't do it the one way, try the other way. Exactly. And that was a revelation. Okay? Definitely. It definitely was. I was like, oh my goodness. I was just going the wrong direction my whole life. <laughs> Correct. And other people are encouraging you to the best of their knowledge. Yes. And their knowledge is only based on what they've discovered. I only discovered this with the hoop. 
So same as why I shared it with you was because the hoop kept falling and I was determined to get the hoop to stay up. And nobody had thought of making me go the other way. Yeah. Because I was yeah. right-handed. So it must be going to the right. And everything reversing back, throwing, catching, aiming, all of that, I actually am left-eyed as well. So aiming now, I can throw and catch because I've taught my other hand to participate. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing what you learn from yourself. From a, from a hula hoop. From a hula hoop, everybody. <laughs> I'm in awe. <laughs> You know, it is a circle, hey, and the circle is a circle of life, and, and it's about the lessons that are really there. What's been a, a gift for me is to have had this accompaniment, like my, my best dance partner is my hula hoop, because I've learned about my own flow, and that's what I've found so beautiful about the hoop, is everybody's flow is different, and that yeah. you will add your own flow and experience your own flow. It's never about what I'm doing it's always about what the hoop and you are doing yeah okay but Cheryl if people want to get involved in this hoop journey this hoop revolution how can they get in touch with you well the best way to get in touch with me is on my um, emails at the moment because we're busy getting our whole identity together so as a social media branding you know, because it's something that has been a, a journey in, in stepping stones, we've sort of held back on what it is this whole hoop revolution is about. Okay. Because we want to create that interest and, and, and give it its proper identity and the proper value that it brings to your everyday life. So for now, if people would like to get hold of me and would like to participate in the survey, they are really um, in, the, in the research, I should say, um, they can put their hands up and, and you know, be part of the, the process and part of this groundbreaking revolution of recognizing how simple change really is when you accept that it's not going to change. Yeah. And so my organization is called Simply Change. And my email address is Cheryl, with a C-H-E-R-Y-L, at simplychange.co.za. And that is um, the place that we are right now. And then what we'll do is as our social media and everything launches, we will include people and update you and, you know, and then we'll have everything documented, which is going to be also part of the, the fun of it, of seeing how the circle of joy can get bigger. Because my motto is make the circle bigger. Oh, nice. You've even got a theme song. <laughs> The scene, I love it, hey. And that's really what I do every day is I'm like, yay, that's like my mantra, make the circle bigger. So we are making it bigger and bigger and bigger and giving it the, the credibility that it needs to be able to be included in a way of approaching change in that if we just take a little extra time to get ready, we'll actually be able to do this change business quite, you know, recognize our own possibility rather than give our limitations so much airtime. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So guys, if you want to find me during the week and chat to me about hula hooping and circles and such, you can find me on Instagram, which is six underscore minute underscore abs. You can hit me up on Twitter, which is six minute abs. You can shoot me a Gmail, which is six minute abs at gmail.com. Or like always, you can go check out the blog to see what's going on there, which is six minute abs.com. But Cheryl, thank you so, so much for being a part of this pod. 
Um, it's been lovely having you as a guest. Well, Abs, I am so super duper excited to be part of your journey. I'm very grateful that you had so much enthusiasm and jumped into the circle, even knowing that uh, it is going to be a tool of, of, of humbling. And I'm really, really excited to share this with anybody else who's interested in, in getting the updated, playful version of themselves in place, because progress is only measured in arrears. You can exactly. only see your difference is after you've been doing it. Exactly. So thank you so much for, for chatting to me and, and giving me an opportunity to share this with people that would like to make the circle bigger. <laughs> make the circle bigger. I also right. have an Instagram. It's Shares the Hoopa. Shares the Hoopa. Guys, I will yeah. add that H into the show notes. Yeah, D-A-H-O-O-P-A. Shares the Hoopa. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Cheryl. But everybody, I will check in with you guys next week and bye.